I'm just talking, just talking, just talking, just talking. Hello and welcome back into the book room. My name is John Deegan. So as you may know from a previous episode, this past week in Canada was Freedom to Read Week, a 35-year-old celebration of creativity and the freedom of expression and access that feeds it. Sadly, some in Canada chose to ignore Freedom to Read Week and instead uh, were pushing something called Fair Dealing Week. As far as I can tell, Fair Dealing Week has been around for about six years and at this point is pretty much entirely dedicated to fronting for industrial interests who want to take as much creative work as they possibly can for free and without asking for permission. Speaking of taking things without permission, on the 13th of February, 37 organizations from around the world representing writers, visual artists, and publishers jointly released a statement appealing to libraries everywhere to stop doing business with the Internet Archive's so-called Open Library Project. This coalition was brought together through the very hard work of several organizations in the U.S., including the Authors Guild in New York and the National Writers Union on the West Coast. I'll put a link to the Writers Union of Canada's press release on this appeal in the text for this podcast on SoundCloud, or just go to writersunion.ca and look for it under the latest news tab on the homepage. To be clear, what I'm talking about here, at least how I'm interpreting it, is a website full of pirated content. There are those in the writing business who follow a strict practice of not naming pirate sites so as not to give them more notoriety. I normally subscribe to that practice myself, but this instance is a bit different and in a very important way. This is not the private project of some content-grabbing hack using pirated material just to get clicks and visits to their crappy website. This is a well-funded not-for-profit who does not need clicks and visits. They are running this operation, as far as I can tell, for ideological reasons and a deluded crusading drive to share all world knowledge over the internet. This delusion needs to be called out by name, it needs to be made public, so that people can see it for what it is, which is a virulent form of tech-utopian demagoguery, not at all unlike the personal data-scooping megacorporations of Silicon Valley. Open Library is a San Francisco-based website that displays and offers for lending, in air quotes, lending to the general public digital scans of in-print books that rightfully belong in the controlled collections of actual public libraries. How and why these books were sent to the Internet Archive for scanning, what happens to them afterwards, and why exactly the Open Library feels justified in then keeping a scanned file and offering it online is all a bit mysterious. It also happens, in in my opinion, to be 100% illegal activity. And I think that opinion is generally shared by, by all the groups in the coalition. The problem, one of the many problems with this project, is that a great many of the books on display and available for borrowing are protected by copyright law. Open Library does not have the right to either scan, display, or lend in copyright books. Since author groups have made our members aware of this situation, Writers everywhere have been shocked to find unauthorized electronic book versions of their work freely available online at Open Library. This is not how electronic versions of our books are supposed to make their way into the world. Legitimate libraries pay for ebooks, a payment which generates necessary royalties for the author, and no single library is authorized to lend its ebooks to the patrons of every other library in the world, which is essentially what's happening through Internet Archive. Rather than dive right into the intricacies 
of international copyright laws, I thought instead I'd just talk to an author. So here is my short interview with Heather J. Wood, who, for full disclosure, happens to sit on the National Council of the Writers' Union of Canada. Okay, so quickly tell me a little bit about yourself. So my name's Heather J. Wood. The J is for Googleability because there are other authors named Heather J. Wood, uh, Heather Wood without the J. And I'm the author of uh, Fortune Cookie and Roll With It. You are not the author of The Beer Directory, which I've seen on uh, Open I'm Library? Not. No. I'm also not the author of The One-Way Ticket, which apparently has a movie ride sold. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, you were approached to I was sell approached, those movies? I was but unfortunately it wasn't me. I would have said yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and how did you find out about Open Library and their project? So the Writers' Union, Twox, sent out uh, a not- notice, an email about the Open Library, and at the time I actually didn't pay that much attention because I actually assumed not being a particularly famous Heather Wood author, that my books would not have been involved. And then it wasn't until uh, several weeks later, when we were actually having a Writers' Union National Council meeting, when I decided to quickly Google my own name on Open Library and discovered that my second book, uh, uh, Roll With It, was in fact up on the site. So you found one of your books on yes. the site, but not both of Not books. both of them. And do you have any idea why only one? or? or uh, the second book was in a number of, quite a lot more libraries than the first one, so that might be the reason. It came out in 2011. Right. It's more, it's, I don't. I don't so yeah. it might be more active in the library system so, right yeah, it definitely now, is, yes. and therefore has not, maybe just hasn't made its way to Open Library yet. Perhaps, yeah. All right. Can you tell me just a little bit about the book? Sure, sure. So the book is about a figure skater training for to qualify for the Vancouver Olympics who decides to take up roller derby unbeknownst to her coach and her family. Very cool. <laughs> so, Don't tell me how it ends. I won't tell I won't. you. <laughs> I'll read it. And so this is, I'm looking yeah. at the book right now. Beautiful cover. I note uh, that the cover itself did not make it up onto Open Library. It starts with what, like the title page or something? Yeah, the yeah the title page. Is there any idea why they wouldn't have uh, scanned the cover? I have no idea. Hmm. We'll, we'll have to ask them when we get them on the phone. It's a, yes, it's a very as a result, it's kind of an ugly scan too. It doesn't even look very nice. Right now, is there an ebook version of this there book? There is not. Um, I have the digital rights. In fact, I have all the rights to the book back because the publisher has just gone out of business, and I'm currently in the process of creating uh, the ebook for it as well as the audiobook. So you're making your own ebook version, yes. and you're making your own audiobook Correct. version. So these will be two new editions, essentially, of this book, all of which will be available with the print edition for library collection. Correct. Legitimate library collection. Le- legitimate, absolute, Canadian library collections eligible for public lending rights royalties. All right. Well, <laughs> and that's interesting yeah. because one of the justifications we hear from Open Library and from its proponents is that they're actually doing authors a favor by creating an ebook version of a of a work that may not uh, itself have an ebook version. How do you feel about that justification? Well, number one, they didn't ask me permission, right. so I feel strongly about that. And number two, it's a really ugly ebook version that's only a bad PDF, and it's not an EPUB or a Moby to be read on Kindle. It's Kindle. It's not a it's not a proper ebook. Right. So it's not actually an electronic book that you could monetize in any way. Yes. So it, were you to want to make your own ebook, which you do, you still have to go through that process anyway. Yes. And I guess, technically, you are in competition with this terrible ebook that is up on Open Library once once you do that. Correct. I mean, my ebook will probably be quite cheap, but it might still be $1.99. Right, but it won't be free. Yeah, but it won't be free. It will be free through legitimate libraries yeah. Yeah. if they're collected. But interestingly enough, in that case, you will get a royalty for the sale to the library. 
and that ebook version will be eligible for PLR. Correct, and public, I get pretty good anyway. PLR for this for the print book. So, so you would have good reason yes. to think that yes. you would get good PLR for the uh, for the ebook as well, and none of that applies to having your book on on open library. Correct. Just to be clear. Yes, just I get no licensing fee, no royalties, and there's an ugly PDF available for free download. Right, and you said earlier that nobody asked you for permission. No for one this. asked me for permission. Have you contacted uh, I have Open not Library? As of yet, I have the takedown uh, letter ready to go, but I also wish to compose a more personal letter about how I feel about this, which I will send separately. But I was waiting till I had all my thoughts collected about it before I send the takedown letter. Um, I got the takedown letter from the template that the American Authors Association put together. Right, that's the Authors Guild in New York City. They have an open letter to the Open Library, and they've also included a wonderful template takedown for for everyone. So we've been sort of directing people in, in that direction. And to be clear, the reason for that is that the Open Library and Internet Archive, which is their parent company, they're operated out of San Francisco. They're, uh, they're sort of a big tech concern in, in Silicon Valley. Don't get me started on Silicon Valley. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so advocates of this kind of thing, they, they often say things like, well, this is a way to get your book noticed by a wider audience, and we're helping you with the problem of obscurity. How do you respond to that? Hey, I'm already an obscure author. I'm a small press author. I got a $500 advance for this book, which was fantastic for a small press that is author. Good, yeah. It's a really, really good advance. But I would prefer to make my own choices about how I'm, I'm marketed. If they had asked my permission, I might have said yes. Right. But they did not. So, and, and to be clear, not only do you prefer to make your own choices, but it's your right it's to make your own right. choices. It's my legal right, yes. Yeah. I own these rights. Yeah. I think uh, what, what maybe a lot of proponents of this kind of what they call controlled digital lending, what we call unauthorized scanning and un- unauthorized making available online, I think what a lot of people who support this idea don't understand is that we have to be very conscious of, of the rights that we uh, own to, to our work, including how they're divided. So when we are looking at an author contract, we have to be very conscious of the print rights and the electronic book rights and the audiobook rights, because these are all separate and they, and, and they will all have a royalty attached. And authors don't make a whole lot of money. We've established that. So every single one of these rights is important to us. And we often get different percentage of royalties for, uh, oh, exactly. for those as well. So uh, I can't remember the industry standard at the moment for e-books. It might be 25% in a standard contract. It's, uh, uh, I mean, I, we don't like to say industry standard yeah, yeah. is 25% because we would like to see it higher. higher we would yeah. like to see it at least 50%. But you said you were going to self-publish this e-book. I'm going to self-publish it. Which so means what? I So if I put it on Amazon Kindle, I would believe I get 70%. Right. So, so, which is much better. It's way better. <laughs> Even at a lower price yes. point. Yeah. Um, because if it if it hits big, then you're getting seventy percent of of the of the price. Okay. And just to be clear, because I think open library hides behind the word library in its mm-hmm. name. Do you hate libraries, Heather? I love libraries. <laughs> Librarians champ- have championed my books, and most of my books have been purchased by libraries. Libraries, for me, as a small press author, have made me. They are great. Right. The open library, not so great. So, I mean, <laughs> do you even consider them a legitimate library? No, because they're not actually respecting the ri- the rights of uh, writers. That is not being a true... No librarian would... A true librarian would do that. 
Right, legitimate librarians yeah. who we love, whom I adore. <laughs> yes, and and the libraries that they work for understand the the limitations in terms of the rights that they're buying. They respect that and they work within those rules and they are true partners to authors. Yeah, I would say that Open Library needs to change its name. It's really just a big bucket of books online. That bucket, they, bucket that, of badly scanned books. Yeah, <laughs> the, the bucket of badly scanned books that they have no rights to. Yeah. Okay, do you have any final words for the folks at Open Library? Pay authors royalties or licensing fees for their books. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you very much. So there you have it. No contact with Heather. No request for permission. No offer of payment. Incredibly disrespectful behavior. Authors are encouraged to send takedown demands to Internet Archive, and you can find a sample takedown letter on the Authors Guild site. Just search for Authors Guild Open Library, and that should bring you right to the proper page. So what's next? Well, reports from various sources suggest that Open Library is not really receiving the takedown letters with a proper sense of seriousness. Writers report getting communication back saying Open Library will disable the lending button on their books as a courtesy. Not good enough. These books need to be removed completely and a general apology made. All unauthorized copying and lending must immediately cease. Open Library is not a library that can't be stressed enough. Operating as it does, I believe it's little more than an illicit file sharing site with a pasted-on veneer of self-proclaimed respectability. The Coalition awaits a full response from Internet Archive. In the meantime, discussions about legal action have begun. Thanks, as always, for listening to The Book Room. Remember that you can subscribe to this podcast on either SoundCloud, iTunes, or through the Apple Podcasts app. And you can find individual episodes through my own website at jkdegan.com. Thanks to Heather for talking about her experience. You know what? Why don't you go buy her book, Roll With It, a delightful YA novel about a young woman choosing roller derby and personal empowerment over parental expectations and pressures. Ask for it at fine bookstores, Look for it for purchase online or borrow it from your local real public library. And thanks as always to Sandy Crawley for the music. We'll talk again soon. I'm just talking, just talking, just talking, just talking.